Third John. Uh, let's start reading verse 9. Verse 9. I wrote unto the church, of course John writing, I wrote unto the church, but, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Remember, we talked about this pretty heavily last week. Well, there's Diotrephes. He's, you know, he even rejected John and his followers to stay with him. Rejected his support to John, of all people. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, prating about against us with malicious words, and not content therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of the church. Pretty, uh, pretty strict rebuke of Diotrephes, you know. He's saying, you know, I'm going to remember this. <laughs> I'm going to remember this, and I'm going to remember how he treated us and treated others that were missionaries that needed his assistance as a as a as a Christian brethren. I mean, we can argue whether he was really a Christian or not if he's not loving his brethren the way he should. But uh, he said, "I'm, I'm going to remember that." You ever heard? You know, I was talking to somebody at work just this week, and and they said, "Well, how, how am I going to deal with this issue?" And I said, "Well, you know, directly, we're probably not a good in a good position to do that. But put that feather in the back of your head." Remember this for another time, and you know, then we can bring it up. And this is kind of what John's saying. I'm gonna remember this. And we have verse 11: Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. John, this is a, a very common phrase. John uses. Go back to First John. Go back to the Gospel of John. It's a it's a common phrase. He that do good is of God. He that doeth not of good is of evil, is of Satan. Um, he's given us a, a, a opposite picture here. He just wrote about Diotrephes and Diotrephes rejecting these ministers and he's getting ready to mention somebody else who was doing what he was supposed to do and remember he's writing to Gaius. So he's writing to Gaius, one of the church leaders, Pointing out Diotrephes, saying Diotrephes isn't doing what he's doing. But then he mentions somebody else. Verse 12, Demetrius. Demetrius hath a good report of all men, and of the truth itself. Yea, and we also bear record, and ye know that our record is true. I had many things to write, but I will not write with ink and pen, and write and pen write unto thee, but I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name. So we have verse eleven, which he gives us this this comparison contrast, good and evil, right? The evil example being Diotrephes, don't do as Diotrephes does, but do as Demetrius is doing. Demetrius, now Demetrius hath a good report. If we were to go to or around the church today 
and just say, tell me about Miss Marla. What's your opinion of Miss Marla? Miss Marla got a good report? Oh, Miss Marla, I mean, yeah. She's just a sweetheart. We love her to death. She's been serving faithfully for, well, just a while. <laughs> All right? Um, you know, she, you know, she, Ms. Marla has a good report. And isn't that what each of us, we just hope in the end we have a good report. You know, I remember as a kid, we would pull up in, at neighbor or at friend's house if, if mom and dad, back when they were married, we'd pull up. And before we get out of the car, there was a couple of like three things dad would always tell us. Right? It's Mr. and Mrs. Don't speak unless you're spoken to. And don't embarrass me. <laughs> Something like that. Remember, you're a tighter. Act like it. You know, you want a good report. You know, uh, and you know, you go back uh, to even early American history and early times. That was even a bigger thing. How dare you insult the name, right? And then, you know, back then, go back to Revolutionary War around that time. Now you got people, well, they, you know, it was, it was such a deal. They would uh, do dueling to try and win back the honor. Right? All right. Ten paces, let's go. You know? What was it? One of our vice presidents, actually. Uh, her. Wasn't it her? Can't remember, but uh, one of our vice presidents actually died. Aaron. Yeah. Aaron, something like that. Aaron Burr. Burr. Aaron, Aaron Burr. Burr. Uh, actually dueled and got killed, I think, you know, in the, in the, or killed another guy, I think it was. I mean, it was a big deal back then. Back then, even, it was a big deal. I was reading an article on it the other day. Um, having a good name is a huge deal. And once you lose it, you can, you can have such a good name. And do one stupid thing. And you're done. I mean, getting it back is incredibly hard. Incredibly hard. Um, it's, so it's important. It's important to have a good name. And, and for Demetrius, John is saying right here, Demetrius hath good report of all men. You got John the Elder here, an apostle, the last living apostle. 90, 95 AD, maybe around that time. And he says, through inspiration, Demetrius hath good report of all men. Can you imagine when Demetrius saw this letter? Have you ever got a letter that just said something to kind of pump you up? And you might have to think back a few years, because we don't write letters anymore. I know. I remember I was having a tough time at, at the PD one time, and I didn't really go into it a lot around here, but it was a tough time, and Brother Orville could sense that I was having a tough time, and I got to the work one day, and they delivered mail, and it was a letter from Brother Orville. Uh, this was probably seven, eight years ago, maybe. Not a long time. And this was like a three-page letter. Handwritten, not typed on the computer. He took the time to think, 
about, you know, it was obvious something was going on, and I want to be a blessing, so I'm going to I'm gonna take the time, I'm going to pin this letter and mail it. He actually had stamps at the house. Have you ever, <laughs> we try to mail a letter now, and we're like, where are the stamps? We got no stamps, you know? And then he mailed it, and I got it, and I sat there and read it, and it was, it was a powerful, I still have it sitting in my office now. Those are the things you just, meant a lot meant a lot. I remember early in my policing career, nothing uh, uh, church related, but I was out doing uh, seatbelt enforcement one day. I was all my whole job. I loved, I'm sorry, I loved writing tickets. I don't know why, I just did. <laughs> and they told me one day, they said, all you're going to do is seatbelt enforcement. This was early, right after they changed to, com to compulsory seatbelt. So not everybody was doing it then. This was probably 18 years ago. And I went around, and that day, in about six, seven hours, wrote 62 tickets, which is a record that still stands. <laughs> Probably, I mean, honestly. But one of them I wrote, I got called in. Over the end of the day, I got a phone call. It was the chief. He said, hey, can you come by my office? Now, back then, I was just a patrolman, and when the chief says, come to your office, what's that feeling you get, Ken? Yeah, uh, what did I do, what did I do, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? So the chief at the time, Clayton Johnson, who now is the U.S. Marshal for, for uh, the Eastern District, um, he called me in and I, he sat down. He goes, uh, hands me that the carbon off that ticket. He goes, that look familiar? Yeah. I mean, I wrote it. Do you recall who that was? No, really don't. I wrote 62 of them. I mean... <laughs> really don't remember he goes uh that's my wife <laughs> and i'm standing there and i look toward the deputy chief and i said is my face red it feels like my face is red right now <laughs> he goes you wrote my wife a seatbelt ticket and i went well i guess you should have buckled up i mean what are you gonna say at this point yeah just fall on it right <laughs> he goes no he goes i appreciate it you did your job. And he goes, I'm going to go right now and take care of it. It's 25 bucks. I mean, right? So he went to the court window and paid the 25 bucks. I wanted to say, why did she pay it? But I figured I was going to leave it alone. <laughs> it's about a week later. I'm at home and I get a little card in the mail. And it was from the chief. And he said, again, I just want to thank you for doing your job. And I still have that card 20, almost 20 years ago. I mean, there's things you get, and I bet if we went around, you, you guys probably got some stuff like that. I got letters from my wife and I when, when we wrote to each other when I was in the Air Force, when we were kind of courting. Still got that stuff in a shoebox. Um, when my mom passed, I found letters that she had written to my dad when they were, you know, way back when. Letters are big deal. So for Gaius to get this letter from John... And then take the time to kind of say, you know, you, you got a person in your church there, Demetrius, and he's doing a good job. People speak highly of him. Well, that makes Gaius feel good, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. All right, well, we got somebody in the church that's <laughs> got a good report. We're doing something good here, right? People are following. And then it makes Demetrius feel good, too. 
Just make sure you have a good report of all men and of the truth itself. He's doing what he's doing, not for gain for him, like Diotrephes was. Remember? Diotrephes wanted to be the one lifted up. Demetrius just doing what he's supposed to do because the truth says this is what you need to do. This is how you need to treat people. He's just doing what needs to be done. You know, I've had this uh, comment with folks when we evaluate as an HR and, and doing evaluations for years. You know the, the scale, one through five? Three, you're doing what you need to be doing. Two, you're not. One, you're really not. Four, you're doing pretty good. Five, you're excelling, right? Three, you're doing what you need to be doing. And if you score people a three, what do they say? Why am I just getting a three? Well, you're doing what you need to do, and that's good. Well, it doesn't feel good. I'm just doing, I mean, you're saying I'm just kind of, eh? Average. Average? Well, yeah, I mean, you don't excel, but you're not doing anything bad. Average is good. I need some average people. Not everybody can be excellers. What was Demetrius? Demetrius was just he was doing what he needed to do. But average is good, right? And we also bear a record. And ye know that our record is true, John finishes up, saying Demetrius is doing good, people report to him, and I have no doubt to believe this, that, that it's true, and we've even witnessed some of it. Demetrius is doing good. He's, in, he's, being, he's lifting up these ministers that need help. He's not leaving them out with no place to stay. Remember, if, if, if a minister or traveling missionary comes in and Diotrephes says, no, I'm not willing to help you, where do they go? Where are they going to go? Many times they were left without some place to go and in danger because of that. So you got uh, Demetrius saying, no, come on in. I'll help you. I'm not going to leave a fellow brother outside when I got a roof over my head that I can help out or hungry when I got a full refrigerator. I don't think they had that, but you know, we're going to help. He's going to help. And then I, I kind of like these last two verses. Doesn't seem to be a lot there, but I, I, I kind of like them. I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee. That's very similar. You look back to Second John, very similar ending. I have, uh, I had much to write, having many things to write unto you. I would not write with pen and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face, that our joy may be full. Very similar ending. And I like that about John. He says, you know what? As much of a blessing or as a help as I can be trying to write this little uh, short letter, I, I want to talk face-to-face -face with you. There's more that we need to say face-to-face -to, -face to each other. Remember, talking to guys. And I like that. Uh, you know, sometimes people just... How many problems could be solved if we're just willing to speak to each other plainly, face-to-face? Be lovingly honest. Not just honest. Because <laughs> you can be a little brutal, right? But lovingly. With a, with a good spirit. Face to face. Say, you know what? This is something that's been on my heart. Not an email. Right? Not a letter. Because even as, as good as a letter is, it's the same problem like an email. 
you read into it feelings because we're not very literate, especially nowadays, letter writing. We don't know how to invoke emotion in a letter the way people used to could. So there's nothing um, better than to say, you know what, we just need to talk. We just need to talk. And he says, but I trust I shall shortly see thee. I like that part. He's, he kind of lays out this problem with the church, right? This whole short letter of Third John, he's saying, okay, you guys got some guys. You got a couple of, you got an issue here with diatrophies. You guys aren't helping those that need help. But don't feel too, you gotta, you got, there's a good uh, example here in, Demet in Demetrius. So, you know, there's a bright spot, but we need to talk. So begin working on that for me, okay? And then he says, but I trust I shall shortly see thee. Now, when you look at the wording here, the wording is, is just like, he, he's saying, you know what? Expect me anytime. And, and, and the wording is such that really there's this feeling of, you know what? Set a place at the table for me. I could be there as shortly as tonight. Expect me anytime. So you got Gaius here. What would you think? The elder John wrote you this. Remember, uh, John had ministered at this church early on. They knew who John was. They knew his ministry. He walked with Jesus during his three years ministry. Uh, Jesus turned over um, responsibility to his mother, to John. John was respected. I mean, he was an he 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 was respected, and he should have been respected. And he wrote a letter to you, and he said, "You know what? You got some stuff we need to talk about. You're not doing what you need to be doing. At least in the example of this one uh, gentleman I heard about, there's some good things, but work on it, and I'll see you any moment." So Gaius is thinking, "Ooh." I better get working on this because when he shows up, I'd like for him to see that we've addressed it already. As a leader, that's what I want to be thinking about. If if my boss said, "Here's the issues, and I, I'll see you anytime," I'm thinking, "Man, I I want to I want to fix this before he gets here, <laughs> so I can say, you know what? I took your letter. Thank you so much. It was a blessing to me, and we've already addressed it. And here's what we did. So so John has set this expectation. I'm going to be there any moment. John takes the time. And when you look at verse 13, it says, I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee. Now, when I was doing the study on this, it was interesting to me. They actually, one of the uh, uh, books I read went into what it took for John to actually pen this letter. You know, we think, all right, well, he got him a piece of paper, and he found him a pen, and he just started writing. The pen alone. The pen alone. I mean, it was fountainish. <laughs> it was a reed that he would have had to find from somewhere. A hollow reed. See, I already got ink on my hand. And he would have had to make the ink, likely, 
find some charcoal, some water, some different substances, mix it up to the right consistency, pour it in this reed, cap the reed with maybe some wax of some type or some type of substance to keep the ink from filling, pouring out, right? Start whittling a little nib on the reed and then slice it just a little bit to allow the ink to flow and then now he can put ink to paper. But you got to make the paper, right? He's got to get the paper. I mean, this it was a task. So John consciously is thinking, I got, I need to, remember, through the inspiration of Holy, the Holy Spirit in this case, I need to pin this note. I need to pin this postcard, as I heard one pastor put it. I need to pin this, this short note to Gaius. So he would have had to put all this stuff together, and likely, I'm doubting the pen worked real well. I don't think it's a strong imagination to assume that maybe writing even a, a short letter like this, maybe it took two or three times to get it right without a big smudge in the middle of it because all the ink goes... Pfft. I don't think that's a huge leap, would it? Technology wasn't great. so But he took the time and he's writing this letter and he's through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit putting it in here to be a blessing to Gaius, to be a rebuke to Diotrephes to lift up Demetrius and to be a blessing even to us 2,000 years later. And then he says, I'm going to come anytime to verify, are you doing what you need to be doing? Remember, we're not saved by works. So this isn't a works-based comment or suggestion, okay? You're not saved by works. You're saved by faith and faith alone, period. The works has a part of being saved. When you are truly saved, you will do good works. So many times it's a validation of your salvation. And John is saying, I'm going to be there any time. I'm going to show up any time. Now, as I was studying this, I thought, wow, what a great segue into our next study. We're getting ready to open up next week, Revelation. How many Revelations? One. It's Revelation. We often will say, well, we're going to read Revelations. No. There's just one Revelation in Revelation. So we're getting ready to open that up next week. And just like John, through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, right in 3 John, he's going to pin for us Revelation. Inspired by the Holy Spirit to him to put on paper, to give us the last um, prophecy in regards to Jesus' coming. <coughs> and when's that coming? How does Jesus word that coming in Thessalonians? At any moment. In the blink of an eye, right? I shall come and you will be lifted up. What? In rapture? Any moment. So this very soon in 3 John is very, when you look at the wording, very familiar to us. When we study the rapture, it could happen at any moment. Set a place at the table because it could be today, right? 
could be today. And, you know, I've heard plenty of messages and plenty of, of uh, sermons on that. You know, are you really living like it could be today? And, we'll, you know, I'm, that's going to come up as we study Revelation. Mm-hmm. And then it's saying, you know, we're doing this. I'm going to pin this for you. And this could happen at any moment. And then he's going to give us all of these prophecies that are going to occur during this seven-year tribulation. and during that you're going to see you know Christ is going to be coming during that rapture and we want to be able to say I did you know I've done what you wanted me to do I followed you he gave us 66 books of instruction to follow you want to do, be doing, be you know, give your your soul to Him through faith, but then be doing the things He wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you, that's not a stretch. Are you where you want to be when Christ comes? Or are you going to be caught doing something you shouldn't? Yeah, and it could be any moment. I don't think it's a it's happenstance that John uses those same types of phrasings when he's talking to the people at this church of Ephesus, saying. Saying, you know, I, I, I could be there any moment. He's preparing them. He's saying, you know what? It's just like Jesus. He could show up any moment. And you want to be doing the things that we've showed you to do. Well, I'm going to be there any moment as well to validate are you doing them. You're a church of God. Uh, he's not giving a salvation talk here to them. He's giving a, are you, are, are you following the way you need to be following? Are you loving the way you need to love? Go back to 1 John. I love First John. That was so much interesting as we went through that. You're loving the brethren. Really loving them. Not just, I, Ken and I, I, mean, we, I don't hate Ken. I don't know if I can say I love him. No, if, remember, we talked about this quite a bit during that lesson. I know. Well, Ken's, Ken's, Ken's easy. I don't worry about Ken. I mean, if if you're not loving them, then you're hating them. Yeah, it's one or the other. There's no gray area there. So, you know, as we finish up in 3 John, I think it's a great start as we get ready to open up Revelation. Uh, John's getting ready to pin something for us that's going to be remarkable. And it's not a bad book. You, you get that, right, for us? It's not a scary, bad book. It's, a, it's going to be a wonderful story of, of judgment, of, of, you know, Satan being handled, and of Christ winning, and thus us winning, right? So, we'll take some time. We'll go through that. I don't know how long it takes. i got no plans for the next couple of years, so we'll see. That's about right. Yeah, I'm figuring at least two and a half, maybe. So you guys can't go nowhere. Stay tuned, um, and we'll uh, we'll see what what uh, he has for us there. So, any comments on Third John before we close up? I know you got something. I know you got something. Well, yeah, kind of. Go ahead. Paul parallels what John has already written, or what John is going to write. Mm-hmm. 
in Romans when he says that we should be living our life in such a way as if we've already been glorified. Yep. Let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. So yeah, we have to be, we're supposed to be pure. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. I know, right? Did everybody just kind of go, ooh. Is your mind in, <laughs> is your mind where it's supposed to be? Right. Your mind, your heart. And if your mind and your heart is, then your actions will follow, right? Hopefully, yes. Yeah. I think people sometimes try to do it opposite. I'm just going to do what they tell me to do, and then my heart will follow in one of these days. <laughs> no, just just give Christ the heart, and then you'll do what you need to be doing. Um, it's a great lesson. I've enjoyed these three little books. I got more out of it, I guarantee, than, than I went in expecting. I think any time you open up uh, the Word of God, I, th- I hope that's the case. Um, but I'm excited about our next series. So we'll finish up, go down for worship services. Ken, you want to release us? Yes, sir. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for um, your Word and, and the lessons that it teaches us. Um, Lord, I just pray.